This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns and Beth West. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show. My name is Joe Burns. We are broadcasting from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. It's a special edition of Rock School today. Uh, rather than listening to Beth and I yammer on for an hour, let me tell you what happened. My wife and I went to a concert of the NOLA band Bag of Donuts, a real successful band, uh, sort of at the top echelon of the NOLA cover bands. And uh, as we were driving home, my wife suggested, why don't you contact the band? bag of donuts and see if they wouldn't come on the uh, the radio show and and do an interview with you well got on their website wrote to them and darned if they uh, didn't agree so what i decided to do was create a whole bunch of questions and see if i couldn't get a little bit of insight into how a successful cover band actually works i mean how much money do they make what kind of contracts do they have uh, how does it work how does the whole process get together and see if i can't get a uh, a great uh, rock school show out of it and uh, i think you'll enjoy it so today's show is going to be a an interview between myself and the Gene Simmons clone from Bag of Donuts, Jonathan Herner. I was uh, lucky enough to be invited on to their RV. If uh, you've ever seen the band, you know that they travel around in a rather large recreational vehicle with the band on the side. The whole thing is just covered in a, a huge promotional piece for the band. So uh, without me uh, talking more and more and more, we're going to take the show today and talk to Jonathan Herner. This is all about Bag of Donuts today here on Rock School. Sitting here with Jonathan Horner of Bag of Donuts, and I can't tell you how happy I am. You came in and uh, gave me a shot at uh, talking to you, and I'm on your tour bus. I know. This seems some this wonderful, somewhat official. I'll even say now, and it's confusing. Yeah. It's actually Herner. Herner. Which you wouldn't I've know. Always, I've always seen it as Horner. It's, it's well, it's a okay. silent O, and there's no way you would know that. I, so, uh, so I've had it growing up my whole life, uh, Horner, and I, I, don't, I can deal with that. That's all right. Jonathan Horner sitting in the corner. You know, I had a lot of that growing up. Not a concern. <laughs> But see now you're the now you're the kiss equal inside a bag of donuts and that's great. Yeah, I'll go with that. Hey, thanks for coming on the radio show. Let me ask you some questions. Here's here's the reason I contacted you, and I'm telling you this again because I want it on the radio show. Okay, sure, yeah. You are a New Orleans band that, without a doubt, has really risen to sort of the top echelon of bands. That's nice. I mean, look at this. I'm sitting on an RV with your faces on the side. It makes me feel a little more important. You but. can't exactly say that you're not doing well on this. So right. I'd like to take an hour, talk to you guys about just the concept. Now, you, 
this is this is really part of your living. Sure. And a lot of people come to see you, and I've seen you five or six times. People come to see you, and they see you dressed up in your costumes. Right. I want to talk to you about, as a band, how do you do certain things, and just people who are interested in seeing bands, how do they how do they do these things? So, sure. let me just throw some uh, some questions at you. I got yeah. fifteen questions, and we'll see how it goes. You got right. it. Now, you guys were teenagers when you started this band. Correct. All right. Was the original idea to be a cover band, or were you going to write your own music? Because uh, every time I've seen you, you know, I've heard a few uh, a few originals, but for right. the most part, you are a, a cover band. Is the con was that from the concept from the beginning? From the beginning, that was. And let me start by saying I wasn't one of the original members. Okay. Um, I joined, I believe, in I think it's 1993, but the band started in 1988. Yeah. And it started certainly as a garage band cover band with, I don't think, any intentions of probably writing any original songs. Just wanted to get together and play music, have a good time, and hopefully maybe get some free beer or something like that. And girls, of course. <laughs> girls, that, that would be cool too, but I think they were probably more interested in even free beer. Okay. <laughs> so that was the initial idea of it, and yeah. they, um, the costumes came in by... They started playing, did two gigs, and didn't think they were so great, so they figured maybe we better make fun of ourselves before other people do. Is the, the first time I saw you, don't take offense to this. No problem. First time I saw you, I went, These guys are in costumes. Come on. Then, I mean, you really can play. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're really great musicians when you go at it. And when I saw you the first time, I looked at my wife as we were leaving and I said, I wonder if these guys have ever thought about dropping the costumes because you could really be two bands the guys who are in the costume mm -hmm. and then drop the, drop the costumes name yourself something else right and then be a totally separate band write new music and such has that ever occurred to you guys to try it that is a great idea and it has only in different ways because we've come from different bands yeah um we've had that outlet with other projects to do original music so we haven't really taken the bag of donuts as an option to to write originals and we really should you know we certainly have had fun the few times that we've done it. So that's still in play. Uh, there, yeah. it's, there's not a no to that, but it just quite hasn't fully happened yet. I think you'd, I think you'd do well at it. And I like it, the idea. And if it happens, I want to kick back. All right, yeah. we'll hook you up. <laughs> okay, free beer? Free, free beer <laughs> always. That's an easy one. Now let me get into a, a couple, a couple questions because uh, I want to find out about the business side of it because it's it's nice. I'm looking at your you know your your promo picture here. You guys are underneath one of the bridges in downtown New Orleans and mm -hmm. you're in your costumes and and that's nice and that's what people see. Mm -hmm. But at what point in time? Because there had to be some point 
where this was no longer free beer. This was no right. longer, you know, we're just gigging around on the weekend. There had to be a point in time where everybody looked at each other and said, this isn't fun anymore. This is a business. Correct. At, at what point in time did that happen? And, and what did you do about it? Well, it seemed like, uh, coincidentally at the time when the original lead singer asked me to join in the band, that's when I think he was at hitting that point where he realized we need to take this to a different level. Yeah. And he was getting more serious about it, and therefore he convinced everybody else in the band to get more serious, asked me to join, and I was more than glad to be a part of it. So that was probably 1993-ish, somewhere up in there, where it was that somewhat transition to not free beer, we can make money. And then it still took a few years after that to really try and and hone that and make it a little more professional. But uh, I'm thinking that was probably the time, and it's yeah. and it's gotten tighter as the years have gone on. Now you, as a band, had to obviously when it becomes a business. Now contracts are involved. Now yes. other people talk to me about the people who are behind the scenes. I saw if I'm counting them right four additional people with you other than the band members setting up. Am I right about that? That's correct. With specifically the four of us, the Bag of Donuts, we have two other people, which are uh, Bob Pierce, who's essentially our road manager and, and driver, and our live engineer, Brian Ingracia. Mm -hmm. Them for the, so it's really, that's the core six of us. Right. But we oftentimes hire out other production if the place that we're playing doesn't have production. So that's the two other guys that are with us are bringing in all the sound and, and additional light. All right, all right. Let me give all the fellas a sip and it's all yours. Hold on, Kevin's dying back here. How you doing? Oh, you know we're doing good. Happy holidays, baby! There has to be some legal behind yes. this because I, I get the feeling if it, I don't know this for a fact, but I mean at, at some point in time uh, a law had to come into play somewhere. Can you do this? Can you do that? Do you, are you represented by a lawyer? We do have a lawyer that represents us, and you're right. For many years, I've been waiting for a cease and desist from Gene Simmons, and have, and, <laughs> and have yet to have gotten it. So. I don't know if he hasn't seen us yet, or if uh, possibly he's okay with it. But, I think uh, he'd dig it. <laughs> he might dig it. Hopefully, hopefully he would see it and get the joke about it. Now, is is the lawyer on retainer, or is he simply somebody that is around when you need him? He is on retainer, um, and luckily there just hasn't been many instances where we've had to call him into play for anything major. That's, that's <laughs> yes, good. Yes, that's been that's good. great so far. Yeah, knock on wood, next to the microphone. <laughs> now, the four of you, obviously, and uh, are the band. Is there a contract, and maybe you don't want to answer this, but it's something I've always wanted to know. Is a contract written up between the, the four of you, i.e., if I wish to leave, if I right. wish to have this much influence, I right. wish to have this or that, is there a contract between the four of you? Yes, for the first time we uh, we did that about two years ago when uh, the lead singer, the original lead singer, was ready to leave and all of these sort of ideas and, and legal questions started to pop up 
when we were going to ask my brother, who is the singer now. Right. Who's very good, by the way. Thank you. Yo, he's been doing it really his whole life. Right. And, and by it, the way, my wife can't watch anymore. No, that's no, it. She's in love with him. The pants. So let's knock the pants this, mess yeah, it up. Let's knock this off. Okay, back to the contract. The tight pants do it yeah. every time. That's so yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> but okay, yes. Back to the contract. So back to the contract. That all of that, all that came up. You know what? I even forget the legal term for that. But uh, but our lawyer told us that you should have all of these things written out. So if somebody does want to leave, uh, it can be an easy transition. And how do you split things up four ways or? however many ways you choose to split it up. So we do have that in place now. You have some albums. You have Glazed and Confused from 2007. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to list them for you here. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Glazed and Confused from 2007. Live in New Orleans, also from 2007. APK, which is five songs, and we're playing music from these right. here on the show. Okay. And you got a single now called Put Em Up. Eddie Zip's playing on that. Came yeah. out September of last year. Yes. All of that had to come out as well. The singer who left. Yes. Well, he's on a few of those. Correct. I mean, did the contract come into play in that? Will he still be receiving royalties, or did he walk away from all of that? Yes, we worked out uh, terms with him where uh, agreed on on a price, and mm -hmm. he walked away from it all. Uh, coincidentally, uh, the Glazed and Confused and the Live... They both came out around two years apart, but I think we only put them on iTunes in 2007. That's where I got the dates. Yeah, they actually came out, you know, and I don't even think we have a copyright on here, but I believe it was in, like, 97? Okay. Or, yeah, and, and maybe 97 and 99 or something along those lines. So they've... These, these two have been out for, for quite a while, but we just we put them on iTunes then. We need to take a break now on the Rock School Radio Show. We'll be back in a minute with more from Bag of Donuts. On average, uh, over the course of a month, how often do you perform? Uh, I guess seven or eight shows a month is is probably about an average we play almost every friday and saturday um give or take a few days and sometimes there's here we're hanging out on a monday at a show so right. sometimes these days pop up depending upon what's going on but i think that averages about seven eight times a month which is around a hundred times a year i think something like that yeah now do you mind me saying what uh, what everybody does other than being in uh, no. in the donuts no, not you a don't problem. mind I think okay that, i think that makes sense uh I've been in. You're a photographer. Yeah, I've been in photography yeah. and uh, and videographer for for many years. That's what I graduated and have a degree in from UNO. All right. Good uh, for you. My brother, the lead singer Bobby, is uh, a social worker who works at a retirement home. I was going to say that's. I mean, that's a that's a top notch job. That's a serious. Yeah, he's got his master's degree at Tulane University. I read so that. Is that that's he's weird, not even huh? he's not even dumb. That's weird, tight pant guy. He's yeah, got, he's, my wife's in love with him. I was thinking if he could just be dumb. No, and he's, he's not dumb. He's not really dumb. <laughs> I guess that depends on who you ask. <laughs> I guess. I guess. And uh, the your bassist, the Joker. Yeah, Jerry. J Jerry Christopher's is uh, involved in all kinds of stuff, but for yeah. for the longest time, he's been dealing with uh, in insurance. But, you know, he's got his hands in, in all kind of stuff. 
lucrative. He's, a, he's Italian. He knows how to get himself <laughs> involved with wh whatever needs to happen. Should I edit that? Uh, I'll leave that one up to you. Really? Maybe okay. we'll get his permission when he comes in. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. How about Kevin, the drummer? Kevin, the drummer, has been has owned his own tinting business for many years, but got out of that, I forget how many years ago, and has been in and out of that. But he's also big time into uh, taking care of his body. So um, he's, in the past year, gotten into... Uh, uh, teaching spin classes really? and creating his own workout programs. Go so. figure. If you're willing to tell me, you play eight times a month yeah. and such, if you're willing to tell me, I, I, I always want to know, what's the paycheck? That's a good question. If you're not willing to tell me, I understand. Give me a range. Yeah, I probably would leave that up to, uh, to Jerry if he wants to talk about that. Okay, fair but, um, but I'll put it this way: we're all we all seem very comfortable with with you know where we are right now with the right. band. So okay, so let's say there's a paycheck now. Okay, right there it sits. How and a contract is made. Right. How does it get split up? You know, because the bands I was in, you know, we humped our own stuff, right. and at the end of the night, we sure. split it and, and got in our cars and drove away. How does it get split? Sure. Well, we have we we do have uh, have a payroll, and have people that come and help us move gear, and especially on a you know a show like today where the other guys are are trying to finish their jobs in order to make it to the show. Right. Uh, then we just have, after we pay out all expenses, where, where we have to hire production sometime, bring in sound and lights, after expenses are taken care of for each show, money is taken out to go in different funds for certain things like uh, repair work on the RV. I was going to say, this has to get paid for. This, this, yeah, luckily this is now paid for, but still there's things that sure. break on it all the time. We have a promotions account. We have a few different accounts that we put money into. So if something major happens, we're not going to find ourselves in a bad spot, which uh, mm -hmm. which our drummer Kevin came up with really only a couple years ago, and finally we put it into practice, and it's a lot better than paying the few expenses and dividing everything else up four ways, and then when something bad happens, <laughs> yeah, you've got no money to take care of it. So now, does Jerry do that, or do you have an accountant? We have an accountant, but Jerry and Kevin, our drummer. Uh, get together and sort of have a spreadsheet where they each week take say right. this is what the money's coming in this is how it's going to be distributed and put this money away for this sort of thing and then I think quarterly we give that information to an accountant who then you know helps us right correctly break it up four times a year government wants it don't no they? doubt no yes doubt. they do yes See, this is the thing people don't realize what a business this is yeah that's like you said a while back you know you go from the free beer to wow we're actually getting paid cash right. and money now what are we supposed to do with all this stuff <laughs> this this wasn't part of the plan yeah, I, I just wanted girls right. all right all right let me give all the fellas a sip and it's all yours hold on kevin's dying back here how you doing Oh, you know we're doing good. Happy holidays, baby! I, again, I told you I've seen you a whole lot of times. Yes. And the one thing I've noticed about you is you're you're so much tighter than other bands. When I go to see 
bands, local bands, mm -hmm. a lot of times I see them, they'll finish a song, they'll say thank you, they'll talk to the audience, they'll count off one, two, three, four, play another song. They'll finish the song. They'll say thank you. They'll talk to the audience, then they'll go into the next song. The one thing I've noticed about you guys is there, there's very little downtime. And you'll not only play song to song to song, but you'll take and play just the first verse of a song, or maybe just the chorus sure. of a song. Right. And I remember you went Ides of March uh, vehicle into, I think it was Open Gundam Sai. Well, we got and some weird then, stuff, I know. And you, <laughs> okay, how do you how do you pick the songs? How does it become this this seamless playlist? How do you do it? The ideas come from uh, listening to the radio, maybe even watching other bands and and seeing what you like and what other bands do and maybe what what you maybe don't like and saying how can we uh, how can we make the show that we for sure would want to go to and pay money to see and sometimes the downtime is what can make drive you a little crazy and even sometimes the monotony of the same song over and over can drive you a little crazy so we came up with the idea of medley certainly isn't a new idea but just yeah. taking the verse and chorus of a song and then go into another verse and chorus of another song, it really tends to keep uh, the audience uh, focused <laughs> yeah. and not ready to walk away and, and move on to something else. Yeah, I, I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was genius the way you put just one song into another and I mean, when you choose just to play one verse or one chorus of a song, is it because you don't think the song will work or is it because... It's just not big enough of a hit, or it could go both ways. Sometimes we'll, we've we've played whole songs and have seen kind of the audience seem like it, you know, lose interest. So we decide whether we even keep that song on the list or just maybe keep the chorus, the part that everybody knows. Sometimes right. people don't know the verse, so that can happen by accidental, just trying to figure it out. Sometimes it's a guess. And sometimes uh, it's a slip up. <laughs> yeah, just just for fun. Ever, sure, sure. Have you ever put out a song that has just bombed? And what was it? Just for the sake of sure. Life. Well, shoot, even originals. That's a, that's happened. But I'm trying to think of some covers. Uh, let me come back to it. Yes, that's certainly happened many a times. Nothing's sure. nothing's popping in my head right now. But yeah, we we played a few songs that really we loved and wanted to play, yeah. and the crowd just never got into it as much as we did. So we figured maybe that's not a keeper. That didn't work. That's that not didn't a keeper. Jumbo crawfish pie, a filet gumbo. For tonight, I'm. That's a wrap. All right, I, I gotta ask, who came up with the toilet paper blower? Yes. Just if, if the audience doesn't know you, and and we we get downloaded a great deal on on iTunes, one of the things that the band does is take uh, an old air blower, you attach a bar to the front of it, and you throw on what two or three rolls of toilet two paper. Rolls of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. uh, undo the front of it so it's not attached with the the glue anymore. Right. Hit the blower and it just throws a stream of toilet paper out on the audience and you yes. do it what four or five times a concert? As many times as we can. We ask for as much toilet paper as possible. Oh, that's in your rider? It's in the rider. <laughs> now our lead singer claims still that we have a Scott <laughs> tissue endorsement. We don't. We're still working on it but yeah. 
We claim to. Okay. <laughs> Who came up with it? It's brilliant. I'll actually take credit for that one. I, uh, my wife and I went and saw the Blue Man Group in Vegas. Yeah. And they did something where it was the crepe paper, uh, and they, from the front of the stage, they handed it to the crowd and told the crowd to keep passing it to the people next to them over and over. So eventually the whole audience was covered in strips of crepe paper. And sure. I thought that was that was ingenious, loved it. So I came home uh, and talked to our uh, other road manager that worked for us many years, P.O. Dugas, and told him about it. And so he came up with the way of, you know, I thought maybe of a leaf blower or something that was going to spew crepe paper or toilet paper onto the crowd. Yeah. And then he came up with the, I think that's a squirrel cage from an AC blower or something like that. So he ended up putting the thing together. And it went from there. And off it went. Off it went. Time for our second break here on Rock School. We'll be back in a minute with more from Jonathan Herner from Bag of Donuts. I do, uh, I do some research uh, just in terms of bands, What's, mm-hmm. what bands should do, what bands shouldn't do. And every time I went to websites... And we're still open to ideas on both of those. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But one, uh, one of the ideas that kept coming up again and again and again was what bands do to sabotage themselves, was screwing up the relationship with fans, you know, being a jerk, being mm-hmm. too aloof, what have you. Talk to me about your relationship with your fans. What do you do? How do you cultivate it? What do you do with it? Well, I mean, we have so much fun doing this, and it, it really isn't possible without people coming to see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think maybe the fact of being dressed up in costume and face paint helps to not take yourself too seriously. Uh, it is easy to get a big head in this business, and at some point you got to look at yourself and say, why would I have a big head? So at that point, it's just fun to... We really try and make it a point to always go mingle with people that come and see us because it, it seems like a cliche, but l- literally without them coming to see you, you, you know, you don't you yeah. don't have any reason to continue to play twice a week or more. So you meet so many cool people and you hear so many cool stories that it almost seems like, why would you not find out about the people yeah. that are coming to see you? And uh, Facebook has been, you know, a phenomenal social aspect of it where you can that much more communicate with people. Um, and then you, you, you communicate with them on Facebook, and then you get to meet them at the live shows. So it just seems like it makes sense to hang out with the people that want to hang out with you. Let's all set the record for how many times a person says, how you doing in one night? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All right, time to pitch it. This yes. is your. This is the song you want people to know. Sure. This is called "Put 'Em Up." Yes. I'm gonna play it. Tell me about it. Yes. Put 'Em Up. This idea came up. Uh, we wanted to write something that was sort of a hopeful sports anthem, possibly for mm-hmm. for the Saints. Uh, could even be for the Hornets, which would now be the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. Do you uh, like it? Do you like the Pelicans? I'm a, I'm actually a fan. I think it's great. Yeah. I lo- I love the explanation of it that that I thought they gave of resiliency and all that. Uh, I didn't hate the name before that, but uh, but nonetheless, if they're interested, you know, we're we're trying to pitch it to them. <laughs> but what this is is uh, we call it a 
second line sports rally anthem. We wanted to try and get that New Orleans feel right. with a second line beat. And uh, that's what the words talk about, are, are the happiness of living in New Orleans and the things that New Orleans and, and the southern region has to offer. And we wanted to add some piano in there. We thought that would that would make sense. So we got my uncle Eddie Zip yep. involved in it, and some uh, friends of ours that are just uh, starting their their rap uh, careers going are new to it. And I said, well, look, you guys write a couple verses, and if we can make it work, we're going to add that in too, and try and make the make it hip hop, make a little bit of correct mixture. So all that came into play, and it's something uh, we're very proud to uh, say is the bag of donuts. Fantastic, fantastic! Thank you for talking with me. Anytime. Thanks for letting me on your bus. Thank you for asking. This oh, doesn't fantastic. happen often, you know. I'm just I'm happy as heck to have it. <laughs> Good luck with the gig tonight. Thank you so much, and I hope you're uh, hanging out and checking us out for a little while, right? Well, I can't wait to see you again. Good it, deal. Uh, yeah. Good luck, and I hope uh, Gene Simmons doesn't come around. If not, you know, at least I'll have something autographed by him. <laughs> like a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. We'll frame it. Yeah. Love it.